0: is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the
1: air out to other pipes to create... The Big Rap Show Podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on g1reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions... Inverarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, what about you? Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. Yeah, we're here again, and it's possibly one of the most exciting weeks. Well, there's this in this world's week. This. It's so exciting. It's the start of the piping season here in Northern Ireland. And I think in Scotland too sees the first competition with uh, the competition on Sunday being in Gurk, But yeah, Saturday here in Northern Ireland sees banger competition. And oh my God, I'm so excited. It's just not funny. Can't wait to see everyone on the grass. Can't wait to see what bands are bringing to the competition circle. It's just going to be incredible. So on next week's podcast, we may not have a topic of the week. (gasps) I know. But the kick-off of the season is this weekend. So I do plan on taking my microphone in hand and hopefully catching up with a few people on the grass. And seeing if they are just as excited about the season kicking off as I am. So, yeah. If you're only new to the podcast, welcome. Welcome. With each and every Big Rab Show podcast, we seem to get a slew of new listeners. So here you are, episode 17, and you're only catching up with us now. Where have you been? <laughs> but welcome along. Yes, we are the show for the piping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it or near it, we are the show for you. So, yeah. Yeah covering everything in the bagpiping world especially the competitive world as the competitive season's just about to start here in northern ireland so for ourselves here in the uk things are about to get exciting oh my word i cannot wait now we're going to chat about that later in the piping news so let's get to it sometimes i ramble too much right let's get on to listener mail now we have a email from rob he says hi rob only discovered the podcast a week ago and thought I would give it a try. See, what's going on? People are only just catching up now. And well, he's glad he did. I managed to listen to all of the podcasts right up to episode 16. So there you go. Thanks, Rob. I thought that the discussion about players with disabilities kicked off by noel's question is great i'm also from australia and i thought i'd add a couple of his own thoughts now i'm going to read these because these are actually really really interesting and will probably form a good part of the disabilities show and we are going to dedicate an entire podcast to this so don't worry the wheels are still in motion i am still putting research into answering the question properly um so yeah that is to come don't worry So Rob goes on to say, whilst piping has been around me for the majority of his life, it wasn't until 18 months ago that he started to learn to play pipes in his mid-30s. So that's interesting in itself. One piece of advice that he received from a number of places was all that counts is that you know your music and you play with the best of your ability or variations on that thing. Now that's Possibly very great advice, to be honest. So, while there may be some barriers to those with a disability in some respects, i.e. how to set up a drum harness on a wheelchair, or their own capacity to do a street march, but then again, some of us players without a disability struggle too. I have to agree with that. (laughs) But surely, the only thing that should matter is the quality of the music. If a person is good enough to play at a certain grade, let them play. The adjustments made for competitions should be made to allow for this wherever possible. This also goes to your other discussions about style of competition. Yeah, that one seems to be gauging a lot of reaction when we're talking about how competitions are arranged. So, yeah, semi circles are standing in front of the judges and stuff. Yeah, different ways of doing it, you know. So, he would much prefer to hear a couple of people standing in a circle playing whilst the rest march with all playing at a high standard, then hearing someone like me, ah, oh Rob, who, well, is still at the cat-strangling stage. <laughs> ah, Rob, you're selling yourself short there, man. So, also, he likes that I'm holding off on the topic, uh, of holding off on this as a topic of the week, while, yeah, it's enabled a number of us to participate in the topic, as opposed to reacting to it. Not a problem, Rob, and... Yeah, he says, thanks again for a great show. No problem. Thanks again, Rob. I really love the email. And some interesting thoughts there. Yes, I am going to ap- approach this topic about disability and pipe bands. Don't worry. It hasn't left my thoughts. If anything, there's been quite a number of topics of the week um, that have been suggested by you guys, the listeners, who email in at bigrabshow at gmail.com. And, yeah, some of them are fantastic. But you know what? I'm not bringing them direct to the podcast just like that as soon as I get the idea in my head. I like to do a bit of groundwork. I like to do a bit of... Yeah, a bit of research. So I am coming from kind of a background of knowledge on the topic. I don't want to be kind of seen as an idiot talking about something I don't know about. So, yeah. I do like to do my homework. And this topic of players with disabilities seems to be a massive massive topic area with so many different tendrils of ways you can go down it's it's big so yeah i am putting the work in don't worry and yes you guys have been asking for it now for a few weeks it will come soon okay that'll be the topic of the week soon now one such listener has sent in a voicemail now you have to stress this is my preferred method of contact You guys can send in your emails specifically for the podcast. It's just for you podcast listeners. It's bigrabshow at gmail.com. That's our address where you could send us all your thoughts, uh, commentary, suggestions for topics of the week. Just anything at all. You guys can email us in and I'm more than glad to hear from you. So, yeah, my preferred method is the voicemail. Record a message on your cellular, mobile, whatever device and email it in all you have to do is click that we share button and email it to bigrabshow at gmail.com and uh, yeah i love love getting these it's fantastic so one such person is chris and he sent us in a
0: voicemail hey rab how's it going this is chris greetings from sunny orlando florida I want to send you a voice message and say hi, congratulate you on both your shows, and tell you what a great job you're doing. I look forward to the live podcasts, and I watch them whenever I can. I pay a lot of attention to when you talk about junior pipers and how to get junior pipers enthusiastic, as we're starting a pipe band here locally at the grade school level. Uh, It's always a challenge to get children enthusiastic, and it's hard to get children to practice on a regular basis. So any tips you have along that front would be greatly appreciated. Also, when you were talking about audience participation and the future of piping a couple weeks ago, uh, I had an idea for a possible way to get the audience more involved. What if you had a competition on the field, a direct competition between a few bands? You get them out there in the middle, Each one, let each one play a song or a set, and let the audience vote with the applause, and then eliminate them like they do on those uh, TV shows. So... That would be fun for the audience. It would get them involved in the, in the contest. And it might be fun for the bands. Obviously, this is not a sanctioned event, but it's just a thought. Uh, anyway, keep up the good work, Rab. appreciate it. And uh, I'd like to get a shout-out to my mate, N- Nigel in the Manawatu Scottish in sunny New Zealand. Uh, That's it for now. Thanks a lot. Bye.
1: So, yeah, shout out to the Manawatu. (laughs) What a great band. Chris, a couple of great questions there, pal. Thank you very much for your voicemail. I appreciate it. Right, how do you keep kids interested? Now, this was suggested as a topic of the week, believe it or not. You know, how do you keep youngsters interested while learning how to pipe and drum? Have I any pointers? (sighs) i don't know if i'm best placed to answer i could maybe give it from my own experience but i do think it's a large topic area that perhaps other people would be best placed so yeah that is another topic of the week the learning journey and yeah that's going to be one of the questions as to how to keep people interested in the learning journey because when you're learning your scales and your mummy daddy's it 'll just how do you keep interested? because that stuff's dull so, do you know how I done it? Whenever I was teaching young drummers who would have came into my drum corps and the band, when at the time I was a lead, a lead tip, I would have shown them... Oh, yeah, beeping horn. <laughs> I would have shown them things to look up to. Does that make any sense? Give them inspiration. I would have shown them video clips of St. Lawrence Tool or Inverary or some drum corps at that time... ...that I would have thought was amazing... ...and I would have pointed to it and said... ...look, if you stick at it and you keep doing... ...these stupid meaningless fives and triplets and things... ...one day you'll be doing this... ...you know, and how cool is this... ...you know, and I kind of... ...it's kind of reinforcing it that what you're doing now... ...might be as boring as watching paint dry... ...but trust me, once we get through this boring stage you'll be playing the big hornpipes and the opening tunes and, you know, the concert stuff. You'll be doing all of that. You know, show them the glamorous side while we're going through the boring side. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. I have had loads of drummers come to me to learn how to play in a band. And you show them the mummy daddies, the part you show them the basic rudiments. And within two to three weeks, they're board stiff and they leave and they, they say, i've had enough of this i want to start playing you know the big hornpipes pipes and stuff so yeah it's difficult to keep them entertained and keep them interested but yeah from my experience is give them motivation show them what they can achieve look at this this is how field marshal sounds you could do this if you learn these boring skills do you know what I mean? That's one aspect. And yeah, the Battle of the Bands idea, Chris. You know, it's been done for drumming circles. Um, I think, does everybody know about drumming for drinks? Yeah, that's held in the Pipe and Life Festival every year. Drumming for drinks has proved to be really, really successful. And, yeah, it's voted by the crowd. The drummer goes up there and puts on a show. Now, it's not just solo drumming like you would see at the World Solo Drumming Championships, where it's a piper and a drummer and that's it. No, the drummer goes up there and puts on a show. He could have a, a guy playing a kit with him. There could be keyboard players. In some instances, there could be dancers. There, you know, Of course, there could be pipers, obviously. But all sorts of music can be produced as part of this show to try and do that, exactly that, put on a show, and it's voted by the audience. So whether a pipe band could do that and put on a show, so to speak, and have an audience vote on it, that's really interesting. And I would like to see if it would work from a band perspective. I can see how it works for solo instrumentalists, you know, because they're on stage on their own and they can bring whatever accompanists with them. But as far as a band goes, I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, it's a good idea all the same and certainly food for thought, yeah. So Chris, thank you very much for your message, man. I really appreciate the voicemail as always. If you guys have a voicemail that you would like to send in... Email me in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on anything that we're going to be talking about on the show. Now, yeah, in case you're wondering, I'm have a lot of background noise on today's podcast. I'm actually recording this in a very busy car park in Belfast. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my lunch break from my day job because I know I'll not get time to record later today. So, yeah, I'm you know you squeeze in the podcast when you can. <laughs> <laughs> so forgive the traffic noise and the banging and the clanking of all sorts of things. I don't know what's going on. It there seems there's roadworks over there. So, yeah, forgive the background noise. We'll try to persevere. Anyway, listener mail, that's it for this week. We don't really have much else And listener mail. It's been kind of quiet. I think everyone has just been preparing themselves for the start of the season, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. Mail me in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Especially if it's a voicemail. I love to hear your voicemails coming in. And, yeah, you will make it onto the podcast. Right. It's time for my script. It's time for the piping news. Now, as I said, this is possibly the most exciting week. It's the kick-off of the season. But we will talk about that at the end of the piping news. Let's talk about stuff that happened this week. Now, this past weekend, seen the Penn International Championships in Germany... Now, if you managed to catch this event, oh my god, you were in for a treat. Some of the music that was produced at this championship, man, it was just incredible. I think piping and drumming in Germany is in an extremely healthy place. And some of the kids that were coming through, my word. So, yeah, the Penn International Championships in Germany, definitely a successful event. Well done to everyone who's organised it and took part in it. And... Yeah, a special shout-out has to go to the crest of Gordon City Bremen Pipes and Drums. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful. But, yeah, they seem to have won a load of prizes. They've got the Champion and Champions Drum Corps in Grade 3, as well as all German Champions in Grade 4 and 3. So, congratulations, guys. Well done. I think a good weekend by all accounts. Also, a special shout-out goes to Concord Pipe Band, who played a blinder Wow, if you haven't seen that video yet, it's up on the Rab Show Facebook page. Concord Pipe Bands. Ooh, wow. Impressive stuff. Also, Balagan Pipe Band. The sound from Balagan. Woo! I, I don't know. I can't undersell it or I can't oversell it. I, think, I don't know. But you're going to have to check it out. These videos are up on the Rab Show Facebook page. I've done a lot of trawling of the internet to try and find material from the championships in Germany. And, yeah, you're going to want to catch this. Some of the music that was produced was awesome. So congratulations to everyone there at the Penn International Championships in Germany. It's one I'm actually going to be interested in going to. Because I've only in recent years, this last two or three years, I've found that there is a big piping scene in Germany. So I'm going to have to check this out. It's really interesting. Now when this was happening this past weekend bands all across the uk were holding saturday practices they were taking advantage of the good weather it's actually dry and sunny here can you believe it so yeah bands up and down the country have been having band practices and yeah loads of photographs and videos are all available from all these different pipe bands shout out goes to Rafo pipe band and of course the mighty veil vale of Athol pipe band um, who uploaded a load of stuff from their weekend practice So, yeah, well done, guys. Putting in the last of the prep work ahead of the competition season starting this weekend. Oh, so excited. (sighs) Right, the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders are releasing a pipe tune collection. Now, if you haven't caught sight of this yet, yeah, where have you been? This has been a labour of love by the guys who are putting this all together for almost... Over a year, like i nearly say a year and a half, this has been in the works. So, the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders Pipe Tune Collection has finally announced its release date. Now, you're going to want to get your mitts on this. Trust me, it's going to be an incredible collection of tunes. So, if you're a pipe major looking for some new material, or even if you're just a tutor and you're looking for something to show your students, this is something that you're going to want to get your hands on. It's being pegged now for release. August the tenth this course is going to be launched at the Pipe and Life Festival this year, so yeah, the launch event itself there 's been no details about what 's going to be happening at the event but i 'm sure it 's just not uh, a table with a bunch of books, and you want your book there you go you want your book there you go you want your book there you go although i 'm sure that'll be there, but you never know you know there could be a who 's who of the piping world it could be people giving talks, possibly performances. I don't know, there could be balloons and fireworks. Who knows? But the launch event itself, August the 10th. Get that in your diary. If you're going to the Pipe and Life Festival, you're going to want to have a copy of this book in your collection. What is that banging? There's something keeps banging. Do you hear that? Where is it? It's gone quiet now. You can hear people talking. Anyway, something keeps banging. It's really annoying me. Anyway, There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well we'll just have to make do (laughs) professional podcast as always Right, Loud Pipes Visual Media. Now, for those of you who know these guys on Facebook, they ran an advert on our podcast last week. I think we'll have an advert for them in this week's podcast too. Um, yeah, these guys are going to be responsible for covering a lot of the piping season here in the UK. So they're going to be taking loads of photographs and video footage of a lot of the competition here in the UK. So if you aren't following them on Facebook or that at the minute... Get onto them on Facebook. I can't stress that enough. These guys are going to cover everything. Now, us on The Big Grab Show, we're going to be doing our very best to cover what we can. But these guys on Loud Pipes Visual Media, they kind of are really professional at what they do. So, you're going to want to catch them. Now, recently they captured a lot of footage that happened at the Tully Lagan Pipe Band Guest Tee. Now, we spoke about this on last week's podcast where it was kind of like a bit of a showcase ...for young talent, for kids. Um, so yeah, it included such acts as the Ulster Scots Juvenile Band... ...as well as youngsters from Tully Lag and Pipe Band themselves. And if you've seen any of the footage on Loudpipes Pipes Visual Media... ...you would have been very pleasantly surprised. A lot of the kids on there were amazing. So well done to everyone there at Tully and Pipe Band... ...and what an amazing event. And yeah, go and check it out. Loudpipes Visual Media had covered the entire event... And there's video clips of everything that went on. So go and check that out. Now, if you're going to the Balmoral Show here in Northern Ireland. Now this is kind of a local story. But yes, there's a big agricultural show here in Northern Ireland called the Balmoral Show. Well, the Belfast Tattoo are having a stand at the Belfast Tattoo. Or at the Balmoral Show. What am I talking about? So yeah, if you go to this agricultural show you could be in with a chance of winning two free tickets to the belfast tattoo now that's not too shabby because this event i have to be honest i've been to it a few times now is epic you're gonna want to get your hands on these tickets so august 31st and the 1st and 2nd of september the belfast tattoo yeah so be in with a chance to get yourself a couple of free tickets just by going to an agricultural show so there you go check that out clocker pipe band recently made an announcement now this was some good news for a change whenever I hear that pipe bands are making announcements I always think oh god what now but no this is some positive news clocker and district pipe band recently made the announcement that they will be returning to the competition field yes so this is under their new pipe major Kyle Duddy and lead drummer Richard McGonagall so well done guys So happy to see you back on the grass again. So be sure to catch Clougher and District Pipe Band as they hit the field under their new leadership. Best of luck, guys. Can't wait to catch up with you on the grass. Now, we've been talking about the Field Marshal Montgomery's new album released there for a while, Impact. Now, if you haven't caught sight of this, get yourselves along to the Field Marshal Montgomery on Facebook. They're currently running a competition where they're giving away a free t-shirt as well as a free copy of the album itself so if you haven't got yourself a copy of this album yet, get along on to Facebook, because yeah they're giving away a copy for free, plus a t-shirt, Like, who doesn't love free stuff you know So, yeah, and I've already told you, you're going to need this album in your life. So get along to the Field Marshal on Facebook and have a chance to win some free stuff. So, one last little bit of piping news before we get on to talking about the incoming competitions is the Australian Pipe Band Championships 2018. Yeah, there was an announcement made there not too long ago um, about a change of location as well as a change of date. So, yeah, the 7th of April... Now, which is a Saturday, of course, in 2018. Now, I don't know if that's been brought forward or if it's been put off, but it's certainly a change in the date. So, 7th of April is the Australian Pipe Band Championships. Now, it's also changed location to the Brisbane Boys College now. probably going to pronounce this wrong, so you guys can all laugh at me now. The Tu Wong. It's in Tu Wong in Brisbane. So... I can hear people laughing from here. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the Australian Pipe Band Championships. Now, they put this down to a number of different factors, including the difficulty in securing a suitable venue uh, on the Gold Coast. Because they wanted to have it on the Gold Coast, clearly, but, yeah, they needed a proper venue for it. So availability, uh, all that sort of stuff, all resulted in the change of date as well as location. So here you go. And, you know, it is what it is. If you're going to run a national championship, you're going to want to put it in the right place. You don't want to have it in a really tiny venue. Uh, Yeah, there's so many different factors involved in ever organizing a competition. So I'm glad that they've took this step and, yeah, have mentally made the decision. (laughs) Mentally made the decision. Rab, would you stop drinking? (laughs) That's that banging again. They've made the decision. To change the date and the location. So there you go. Get it in your diary. Hopefully with a bit of luck there will be some live streaming involved as well. For us overseas people. Yeah. Because I think there was live streaming of the last one. And it was incredible. So yeah. I'm hopefully going to keep watching this one online. Yeah. With a bit of luck. Right. Okay. Let's talk about it. It's the start of the piping season. Oh my god. It's been a long time winter for all of you guys in pipe and world that have been preparing for this season the wait is over now it's time to yeah start making your mistakes on the grass <laughs> as well as in the hall so yeah months and months and weeks and days and hours of endless practice endless learning now it's finally time you get to stand in front of the judges and see what you're made of how exciting is it? I just. Oh, so many bands that I'm going to want to catch, including bands that have been off the competing field for a while. They're making a comeback. Uh, one that comes to mind would be the Quinn Memorial. My old band, of course, the guys I was in charge of, yeah, for a while. So, The Quinn are back. They're back in competitive ways, and man, am I excited to see them. But great to catch up with the guys of The Quinn, just to say hi, if anything else, because they're a good bunch of mates of mine. And, yeah, to see what they're doing musically, I can't wait. So, The Quinn is back, but also Manor Cunningham is back. Yes, Manor Cunningham, after ticking a whole season out, they're back. Back and oh, I'm all sorts of excited to see Manor back. That's brilliant. Do you know? Whenever I read out stories to say bands are taking a step back, you almost secretly think to yourself, "Will they make it back? You know, will they be able to take this season out and get back again? You know, I was I was reading a story there it was last week about Audible, police, and different things. You know, you do have that thought in the back of your head. You know, will they manage to get back? um So here we are. Manor Cunningham are back. Man, I'm excited. It's going to be so good to see them. And yeah, it's definitely going to be worth watching. Now, let's look at Bangor. Bangor is the Ards and North of Antrim, is it? Something like that. Uh, Anyway, it's a domestic competition here in Northern Ireland. It's the start of our domestic calendar here. So that's this weekend in Bangor. Now, we have a total of 43 bands entered. Now, that... Is not too shabby. That's actually quite a good entry. For a domestic competition. Especially the first one of the season. Because a lot of bands like to miss the first one of the season. And instead have a good Saturday practice. uh, Which I think in this case. Some bands are actually doing. They're not going to the competition. But instead having a real good Saturday practice. Um, But this... Is shaping up to be a fantastic event. There's Forty-three bands. Now let's break it down. Grade four B, we have fourteen bands. On grade four A, we have ten. Grade three B, we have four, which is yeah slightly small for grade three B. Yeah, unfortunately. Grade three A has six bands. Now grade two has three. Only has the three, and it's made up, of course, of new Ross and districts who are going to be playing up from grade three A. So. Best of luck to New Ross. So we have Klaus Kelt, of course, and Manor Cunningham. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting in grade two. And good luck to New Ross, who are playing up, by the way. So, have a good one. Now, grade one, yeah, it has six bands entered. Oh, my word. <laughs> I'm so excited for seeing grade one. We have our current world champions, Phil Marshall Montgomery, who are going to be hitting the grass. Yeah, to stretch their legs ahead of the first major. And we have the Vale of Athol, of course, making the journey over from Scotland. I've spoke about this on a previous podcast. So excited to see the Vale here in Northern Ireland. It's going to be great to see them. Uh, the pipes and drums of the Police Service of Northern Ireland, or, as everyone calls them by their acronym, PSNI. So they're going to be in action in Grade 1. Now, if you've seen the concert footage from the PSNI, they unveiled their new medley at the concert. And even at this concert itself... It sounded really interesting. Full of different time signatures and unusual changes. PSNI are, yeah, they're certainly making a push in Grade 1, so good luck guys. Now, we can't not talk about Blairy. Blairy and District are going to be there of course, and they're going to be one of my bands that I really have to watch. Yeah, at this opening competition, of course, they have the legend himself, Mr. Eric Ward, in charge of the drum corps at the back. Now, these guys, if you've listened to our podcasts all the way through, I attended a band practice at Blairian District, and I got speaking to Eric and some of the guys down there at Bleary, and yeah, it's you can just tell how hard these guys have been working through the winter. Now, I've heard them in the band hall, heard them in the practice room, It doesn't really do them justice. I don't think... Until a band actually hits the grass with a judge behind them, that's when you hear them. You know what I mean? Because whenever you're in a practice room and stuff, you're all cramped, you're squished in together. And for another, you're indoors. You know, the conditions aren't the same. So whenever you throw yourself out in a big wide open field and the sound can just go where it wants, and yeah, I cannot wait to hear Blurry in action. Certainly even from a drumming perspective. To see what Eric is bringing to the field, oh man, exciting stuff. Now, not forgetting, of course, Ravara, Ravara Pipe Band, the much loved band, Ravara are back in fighting ways. Now, these guys have been working crazy hard over the winter. In fact, not indulging in social media much at all, if, if anything. I don't think there's been even the odd little photograph put up, but these guys have kind of went to ground. And they've been slogging their guts out. Of course, Jeff, who listens to each and every Big Rab Show, has been keeping us updated, saying how hard they're working. Um, But, yeah, I can't wait to see Rivara back on the field again. It's going to be great. You know, whenever you look back at Rivara's competition season, especially last year, they only attended a few events last year due to the numbers. Um, But the events that they attended, they certainly didn't let themselves down by any means. You know, definitely put on a very strong showing each time that they appeared. So, here they are in Bangor. So I'm looking forward to hearing Rivara again. And seeing what they're going to bring this season. It's all so exciting stuff. Now the 6th band. I'm sure you guys are keeping count there. We have Field Marshal, Vale, PS&I, Blairy, Rivara. That's 5. So who's our 6th? Klaus Kelt. Klaus Kelt are going to be playing up from Grade 2 into Grade 1. Having a stab at the big guns. So, all the best with Klaus Keld. If anything, Klaus Keld are threatening big things this year. Definitely going to be a band to watch in grade two, I think. Um, so, yeah, definitely going to be checking them out on Saturday. Now, as I said, on next week's podcast, I will be there with the microphone in hand. And, yeah, I'll hope to catch up with quite a few people on the grass. So, if you're going to Banger, don't be a stranger. Say hi. And who knows, you can maybe even make the podcast. <laughs> grand so and for you guys international listeners i'll be bringing you from the ground report on next week's podcast i'll be letting you know how everything went down in banger and the very first competition here in northern Ireland. it'll be good can't wait now that's not to say it's only happening here in northern Ireland. no it's also happening in Gurick in scotland yes first competition of the scottish season as far as i understand i could be completely wrong but yeah, they have a competition on Sunday in Guruk where they have six Grade 1 bands entered as well. So yeah, I've been getting good luck messages in from all around saying good luck to Shots, good luck to Inverary, good luck to... I've been reading out names all day. But yeah, it's an exciting time. The start of the domestic season is this week. And then next week we have the British Championships in Paisley. oh man i cannot wait for the british championships uh so many bands actually have offered me a place in their bus to get over there at the minute i'm kind of tied with my day job i don't know if i can make the journey to paisley at the minute but yeah with a bit of luck you never know i might make it over now let's look at paisley just briefly we're going to be talking about the british championships obviously on next week's show but we'll briefly look at it now Now, the Bangor competition here in Northern Ireland has an entry of 43 bands. Now, that's a domestic competition. Whenever you look at the major competitions, the British Championship on the 20th of May has 137 bands. (laughs) Just a little bit of a difference. Shows you the scale of the event, too. So, yeah, in Paisley, the 20th of May, 137 bands will battle it out. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. Let's break it down. I'll give you the numbers again. Grade 4B, we have 34 bands. I've mentioned this before. What a massive grade. 34 bands in grade 4B with a final of 12. So that's not not to be sniffed at. Grade 4A, you have 19. Grade 3B, you have 16. Grade 3A, 13. Grade 2, 16. And grade 1, 16. So I don't know. Big, big numbers. All big grades. I think to finish anywhere in the top ten in any of those grades is definitely an achievement. And you should definitely give yourself a massive pat on the back. All big, big grades with some big names in there. Of course, let's look at grade one. We've talked about it before. The attendance of Simon Fraser University and Douco Triumph Street. Two giants that everyone's going to be really interested to watch in grade one. Ah, Paisley. 20th of May. It's just next week. Can you believe it? The first major of the season. Ah, I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys are going to Paisley or if you're going to Bangor, drop us a message. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com and yeah. And if you see me on the field, don't be shy. Don't just stand and point at me. That's happened before, by the way. On lot like this happened last year. It was at the UK Championships. I was in Belfast and I was telling people, if you see me, come on over and say hi. You know, I'm you know, I like speaking to people and meeting new guy and meeting people. You know, I'm a friendly person. But yet I seen people standing across the field and actively pointing to me. Say, Here's that fella there, that's that guy that does the radio over there. Yeah, don't just stand and point at me. Come on over and say hello. I don't bite. And especially if you have anything to promote. Now, I have to say that. If you have an event, a concert, fundraising that you need to do, uh, anything like that at all. And if you see me on the grass, grab me and say, here, I want to talk to you. <laughs> We've got a concert coming up. or you know what I mean? This is all the kind of stuff that I live for. And if anything, this is your... Platform. This radio show and this podcast only exists for you guys, you guys in the piping world. And I have to stress that. People ask, why do I do it? Why do I do the, the two-hour radio show thing? Why do I do the podcast? Why do I do all the social media? It's all completely voluntary for a start. I don't get paid, but also I do it because no one else is doing it. You know, I think the and world needs a platform like this to kind of throw the message out there around the world and let everyone know about our wonderful pipe band music that we produce as well as our culture so yes because pipe and drumming is a culture yeah the more i think about it and i've talked about this before about piping and drumming being a subculture it really is it really is anyway that's my lunch break finished <laughs> And uh, yeah apologies for all the banging and horns beeping and people shouting and all that it's a very busy car park in the center of belfast city yeah and do you know what i'm gonna go actually grab myself a cup of tea and uh yeah i'm gonna do a topic of the week <laughs> i'm gonna take a long lunch break why not why not it's my lunch break i can do what i want <laughs> <laughs> Grand. so yeah if you're going to banger if you're going to paisley or any competition throughout the season if you do see me at any of the competitions don't be shy come on over and say hello take a selfie even if you just want to shout over go by grab show you can do that no bar. i don't mind at all. <laughs> yeah i'm certainly not shy and yeah if you want to buy me a pint too in the beer tent, i'll not say hello <clears throat> Anyway <laughs> <laughs> Grand It's that time again It's time For the topic of the week Hello This is Fred Morrison
0: And you're listening To The Big Rab Show Loud Pipes Visual Media Is your dedicated resource For coverage of pipe bands From Northern Ireland Loud Pipes Visual Media specialises in both photography and videography so you don't only get to see the fantastic spectacle of piping and drumming but you also get to hear it too. Loud Pipes Visual Media is always very keen to promote bands from Northern Ireland so if you or your band has an event or you would like a specific photograph or video taken please get in touch with Loud Pipes Visual Media on their Facebook page or contact Barbara on 07719 402.
1: The Big Rap Show on Fuse FM, Balmain, Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. to 9. They are the show for the piping folk, reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping, and of course, pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing. Tune in to The Big Rap Show. The Big Rab Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9, on
0: Fuse FM, Balamone. Welcome to The Big Rab Show podcast. Very kindly sponsored by G1 Chanters and Reads. Cheers, guys. It's not every week you get a well-informed piping podcast from Big Rab. Oh, wait a minute. That is every week. Nice.
1: Okay, guys. Brace yourselves. <laughs> yes, I'm finally going to talk about it. Although... This is one that a lot of people had suggested before as the topic of the week. So, yeah, I hadn't approached it because I just know exactly how big a topic this is. Because I brought it to the live show before on Fuse FM, and what I thought would last maybe half an hour of a conversation... You know, it might be interesting for all of 30 minutes, but it turned out to dominate the entire show for the whole two hours. And then... It followed into the week after and then I had to just put a plug in it and say, look, we're not going to get to the end of this debate. It is what it is. So let's talk about it. We have a chance now on the podcast and for you guys to join in the conversation. That's enough of an introduction. Let's talk about pipe band numbers. Yeah, this is a topic and I think will always be a topic in the piping world. For those bands who have the luxury to have large, large numbers, there is a topic of conversation to be had around a possible cap. Now, this has been suggested by a good number of people for as long as I can remember. In the piping world, there's been a talk about the cap on pipe band numbers. Now, the reason why this has been talked about to begin with is because bands who have lower numbers... And don't have that luxury of being able to turn away players, they find themselves in a difficult position because they can't get these big numbers, but you know, other bands can attract big numbers, I suppose, and have to turn them away. So it's kind of a balancing act, you know, what's unfair for one. I don't know. This is a massive topic area. Let's start at the beginning. Let's look at the big guns. Of course I'm looking at Grade 1. We're looking at our Inveraries, our Field Marshals, our and Dykehead. These big guns, as we call them. The big guns. The big f- Grade 1 bands. The ones that we all look towards as being an inspiration of music in the pipe band world. These guys. they Some of them aren't bands. Some of them are just armies. They're like they're an, an entire orchestra walking towards you. <laughs> like, you know, some bands just have incredible numbers and they're just huge and if anything it's a feat in itself being able to manage that amount of people to play with precision and feeling and all of that kind of stuff to direct that amount of people towards a common goal if you're winning prizes with like 30 50 odd people standing in a circle that's an achievement You know, I honestly, yeah, I take my hat off to the guys who managed to do this. It's no mean feat. But I can see the flip side of the coin. These big guns that are walking on there with 50, 60 people. I'm exaggerating now. I haven't got exact numbers. But they're walking on with big, big, big numbers. And then you have the smaller bands. That are in the same grade, competing for the same prize. But just don't have the same you know, in their ranks. Now, I'm not singling them out by any means, but let's look at Rivara Pipe Band. Rivara Pipe Band, for over a number of years now, have suffered in the numbers game. They are an incredible Grade 1 band in their own right. They've been there, duking it out in Grade 1 for quite a while now, and certainly don't let themselves down. But they do suffer when it comes to numbers. If you were to place Rivara Pipe Band beside the Field Marshal Montgomery, for instance... Size-wise, just by numbers in the ranks, they're completely different. However, they're quite capable of playing exactly the same material. So what's the difference when it comes to prizes? I guess Field Marshal Montgomery, come on. They're the Field Marshal Montgomery. We have a legendary pipe major in charge who just continues to make history. as the most successful pipe major in living history. Uh, Yeah, so... Of course they're going to produce amazing music. But do they need the large, large numbers to compete at that level? You know, does going on with 40, 50 men make the difference in winning a prize than going on with half a dozen? I don't know. A lot of people seem to believe that that is the case. A lot of people believe that the bigger bands you have, the better. But that isn't always necessarily true. Bigger is not always better. There was last week's topic. We were talking about tenor drumming. And we talked about the Spirit of Scotland pipe band... ...where they walked on with ten tenor drums. Now, in my own personal opinion... ...that wasn't better. I honestly didn't think it added anything musically to the presentation. But again, it was a numbers game. Whenever you looked at it visually... It was really, really impressive seeing these guys walking towards you. It was, again, like an army just marching their way towards you, belting out a hornpipe. And you were like, wow, that's impressive. So is that what it is? You know, Do you need these huge numbers in a band to kind of give that wow factor? I don't know. It does raise a question of whether the number should be capped people have been talking about this cap for years whether it should happen whether it should even be brought up in a discussion and if a cap was to be talked about what sort of level are we talking about are we going to set a maximum for pipers are we going to set a maximum for drummers Are we just going to set a maximum for membership as a whole it's a very interesting question because when you look at these grade one bands a lot of them have registered players that don't even make the competitive field so do they get counted in as well do you know what i mean they're registered with the band but they just don't pull on a kilt that saturday do they get counted it's an interesting thing but you know what throughout the argument that we had on the two radio shows that i dedicated to this I got a lot of feedback from the listeners at the time and we were going live. And if anything, the Grace Note Vortex guys, they brought it to their podcast and they debated the topic as well. So if you're interested in going to hear that, go actually go and check out the Grace Note Vortex. They talk about this topic in, in great detail. Um, so yeah, I think the overwhelming feeling I get from this is that there are very, very deep-seated feelings held on both sides of the camp The ones who believe that there should be a cap on numbers... Wow. They have a pretty reasoned argument on why there should be a cap. Let's talk about the ones who want the cap first. The ones who want the cap set is to make it an even playing field. So, the likes of a band like... And I keep using them as an example. It's terrible, I know, but I'm not picking them out. I'm just saying... (laughs) Rivara Pipe Band, Rivara would hit the circle at the Worlds, and they have, yeah, let's say 10 men, for example, right? 10 pipers, 5 drummers, whatever. And then, right behind them comes Shots and Dykehead, and they come on, and they have 30 pipers and 15 drummers. Or, I'm exaggerating now, I haven't got exact numbers. But, you know, does the judge actually sit back and go... Wow, look at this. You know, with this many people they're able to, they're able to produce this kind of music. And then Rovara came on with this amount of people and were able to produce this amount of music. Does numbers come into the factoring whenever judges look at a performance? Being honest, I think it has to. It has to. A judge would have to look at a band and it's definitely more difficult to judge a band that has say 15 drummers than a band that has 5 because those 5 drummers they have to be crystal clear there's no hiding in the ranks (laughs) you make a slip we're going to see it Um, but yet, if you have a drum corps of 15 men there's that little chance that you forget a part or something you keep the hands moving you can kind of bluff it in there and come back in do you know what I mean there is that element that you can hide in the crowd so I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the people who believe there should be a cap on numbers my well, the feedback that I've got from um, from yeah from talking about this on the show is that they believe the cap should be put in place not to penalize these big bands not by any means. They're not wanting to say to their your field marshals here your, bo- your bog holes, whatever these big bands they're not wanting to say to them you should be turning players away at the door. You should be dropping them on the line. What they're saying is, is perhaps it should be a more even playing field. Walking on to the circle with 50 pipers is not the same as walking on the field with 6. And it's very true. So I can understand the reason these guys are now saying, cap the numbers, make it an even playing field. Don't let these bands get ridiculously huge, because some of them are getting really big. I'm not gonna lie. Some of them are pretty big, and yeah, do you know here's the flip side of the coin. The guys who believe there shouldn't be a cap and they just say, yeah, if the bands want to be a hundred strong, let them. Here's their argument. If a player is good enough, to play in that band at that level they shouldn't be turned away because there's too many now that is a very valid argument in my opinion say you were you have auditioned for a place to play in Field Marshall you were given the nod and say yeah here you go there's your folder full of music get it learnt practice with the band all winter or however long it takes and you can be in the pipe core or you could be in the drum core. Imagine you've put in all this work. You've <laughs> you've learned to bra burp but learnt from the bare bone basics, up to being able to play at a standard where you're standing on the field with the best pipe band in the world. I'm just using Field Marshal as an example. But there are others. Imagine being there, having put in all that work. You arrive on Saturday morning, sun shining All your family's there to come and see you. You're wearing the uniform. You're feeling as proud as punch. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, I've made it. I'm going to go on the field and play with these guys. Only to get a tap on the shoulder from, say, an RSPBA representative to say, "Uh, you have too many drummers. Uh, Somebody needs to step aside. Now imagine that. Now the lead drummer, or pipe major in that instance, clearly will have to make a really difficult decision. Does he go with the guys who have experience and been with the band before, or does he drop the rookie? Does he drop the new guy who, yeah, this is his first competition, first run out? (sighs) Do you know what I mean? Is it fair to do that? Is it fair to put that on a pipe major and say, you must drop players, you must tell people, stand aside. Regardless of how hard they've worked, regardless of how much a part of the team they are, should they be forced to go and tell them, here, with too many numbers, sorry, you have to sit aside. Now that's not the, yeah, there's an argument here as well. For the hundreds of Grade 1 bands who have dropped players over the years, we've all heard the stories. You know, guys whose read just doesn't cut it on the day. There's drummers who've popped drum heads, you know, broke sticks. There's even guys who just can't play under sheer pressure. Nerves just get the best of them, and yeah, they get dropped. For one reason or another, players do get dropped. I'm not going to lie and say that doesn't happen, because it does. So, do we want a number cap to be another reason? Whenever it isn't essentially the player's fault, it's not the equipment's fault, it's not the weather's fault, it's not anybody's fault. It's a rule that's been put in place and voted in. And uh, yeah, it's it does seem particularly nasty, you know. If you've worked so dang hard to get to this level and you're there on the day wearing your uniform, only to get a tap on the shoulder to say, "Look, pal, we've too many. Stand aside." And it's not a case of you not cutting it. It's just a case of, yeah, a certain line on a rule book somewhere. Now, that would suck. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that would really suck. So, I don't know. There is a valid argument on both parts of of the argument. Yeah, whether people think there should be a cap and ones who say there shouldn't be. Now, band numbers this last number of years have been getting... Larger and larger and larger. And by all accounts, a lot of people seem to think that it's perhaps getting too large. You know, maybe we're losing sight of, yeah, the core kind of music. And now it's just a wave of sound that's coming at you. You know, some people believe that whenever you get large, large numbers, you lose the intricacies and the technical kind of side of playing. So I guess that's where the difficulty level comes in. These incredibly large bands, if you ever were to stand and listen to them, you can still hear that technical playing coming through. Some of these players, some of these bands, in fact, produce such amazing music. You just wonder, like, there's, what, there's over 40 people standing there, and they you can hear every beat, every grace note, everything just sounds on the money. <clears throat> and you just think to yourself how do you do it? So as much as people kind of slag off these big bands to say ah oh, there's too many of them, ah oh, they're just you know there's just noise. No, there's not. Have you heard Inverary last year? Inverary could be classed as a big band. They would have blown your socks off, including Saint Lawrence the Tool, who are also a large band. Wow, Field Marshal Montgomery as well, I've mentioned them quite a number of times I keep singling them out, but yeah these big bands, like there's Boghole as well, like Shots and Dykehead is there as well, Scottish Par, even, like these big bands are still able to produce some of the highest quality music with the amount of men they have on the field, that in itself adds a whole different level of difficulty to, to uh, you know from a band that maybe has a membership of maybe 10, 9 pipers double that and then you get double the difficulty. But does that mean... That you necessarily should have twice the chance of winning a major... Because you have a larger band? Hmm. That's it. <clears throat> it's difficult. And if I was to give my two cents on it... Up until now I've kind of remained impartial. I've always had to kind of... Sit on the fence, I suppose. Because I'm ruled by Ofcom... Whenever it comes to my show on Fuse... I can't really say... That one thing is better than another. I kind of have to give the balanced approach. And give the argument for both. So here on the podcast. I get to put myself out a bit. <laughs> you guys can shoot me down if you want. <clears throat> so here goes. <laughs> kind of nervous now. But do you know what? With all of this argument. Over whether there should be a cap or not. My own personal belief. Is that it should come down to the Music. Do you know what I mean? If you can go on the field and play with 50 players and still be musically great, then fair play. You know, No one can argue with that. You really do have to take your cap off and say, you've given yourself a level of difficulty, but you've came out smelling the roses. Then again, the guys that go on and have three drummers and maybe six pipers, but can go on and play as well. As your Inveraries and your Shots and Deckhead. It should again come down to the music. How well is this band playing together as a unit? Are the pipers there? Are they producing the performance that should be there? What about the drummers? Ensemble wise as well, does the band click together? Regardless of how many is there? I believe and I wholeheartedly believe it should be about the music. Regardless of how many you have standing there. So whether there should be a cap or not, I don't know. I do think the pipe bands kind of wax and wane in numbers. We've seen it in recent years, especially this last ten years or so. Numbers have rose and fall, rose and fell. Even you know they have went up and down. You know, depending <clears throat> depending on what the music demands, I suppose the standard the band is playing at, the selection of tunes they're possibly bringing to the field that day. You know, you need a certain type of person to be able to cut it, you know? And pipe majors need to be ruthless, especially in grade one, when you're talking about the big guns, and, yeah, they'll just have to tap you on the shoulder and say, stand aside, and there's no arguing, you know what I mean? But I suppose, again, there's the argument of having that luxury of dropping players. Bands that have smaller numbers can't afford to drop people, regardless if they're having a bad day. Regardless, if they snapped their reading half that morning, or if you're a drummer and you bust the drum head and you're in a mad panic to get everything tuned up again. Yeah, it's happened. <laughs> I've seen bands in the last minute, 10 minutes in the final tuning area, and something goes wrong, and the pipe major doesn't have the luxury of dropping people. It's horrific to watch. It's a stress fest. It's terrible. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that numbers shouldn't really be the issue. I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. As big as these bands get, they're only making life difficult for themselves. Does that make any sense? Trying to coordinate 40, 50 men, women included as well, and being sexist. But trying to coordinate that amount of people to play musically together is its own challenge in itself regardless so i think bands can only get so big i don't think we're gonna go down the routes where we're talking two or three rows of snare drummers as well as five six rows of pipers you know there will be a limit to how much one judge can physically listen to yeah i don't know i think it comes down to the music If you can play incredibly well with the amount of people you have on the field, then everyone who has made the field that day deserves to be there. If you have worked your backside off to get a place in that band, to be in that circle, yeah, why should you be expected to kind of stand aside if there's nothing that that player could do? Do you know what I mean? Like I have mentioned it earlier... Say the player was having an equally great day. Fingers were on fire, nothing was going wrong, sound was perfect, everything was going well. Imagine getting that tap on the shoulder and being told, We have too many pipers today. You need to stand aside, Paul. Why? Because the rule book said so. Now, wouldn't that be a kick in the. Yeah. So. I think it boils down to the music. That's my honest opinion. People will say that I'm sitting on the fence and say, Oh, Rob, that's another yes or a no. I can honestly see both sides of the argument. I can see why there should be a cap, because sometimes the band numbers are just too big, and you can't control that amount of people, and you lose the music in in that, you know, too many bodies. It just is sometimes a wall of noise, and you don't get to hear the intricacy of the playing. Sometimes that does happen. But then there's also the flip side where there shouldn't be a cap. Because if you fought your corner and worked so damn hard to be there, then why shouldn't you be there? You know what I mean? Anyway, that's it for the topic of the week. The numbers game. This is a massive topic. I've given you guys my thoughts on it. And also some commentary of what happened on the previous two live shows where we talked about this. We talked about it online on our Facebook page as well. It's possibly one of the most popular topics that we've talked about. Uh, A lot of people have a lot of very heartfelt feelings on this. Some people think that the smaller bands are always getting tramped on. Because, yeah, they are the smaller bands. And if, yeah, any players get successful where do they want to go they want to go to play with the big guns so the big guns get bigger the small bands get smaller and i suppose that does happen we just talked about it last week there's Portovogi they were a victim of their own success winning championships all around the place and then of course players because they were being successful they moved on to other pipe bands to go and try and push themselves up to different grades as high as grade two grade one and, you know, why not? And you're down pushing out in grade four... And suddenly you get snapped up by a grade one band... And say, hey, we like what you're doing with this grade four band. Do you want to come play with us in grade one? Realistically, are you going to say no? <laughs> of course you will. And, you know, the band, too, would have to step back and say... Well, yeah, we can't step in your way. You're developing as a player. Go for it. You know, push yourself... And I guess that's it. <laughs> that's, that's all really we can talk about. <sighs> I don't know what else I can really say on the topic that hasn't already been said. It's been debated now for years. I'm not even sure if it has been brought up at association level. But I do know the association are aware of the discussion that's been happening. And if anything they've been listening to our radio show because we've got quite a few <laughs> comments... <laughs> about it, saying that how they were interested in the discussion, they didn't see it as much as an argument, but definitely one that was con- was constructive and should possibly be looked at, so whether it's looked at from a point of view where we are now putting a cap on this, and uh, yeah, if you have more than 20 people on the field, the rest of them have to stay home, or will it be, I don't know. Will it be left alone and leave the judgement call with the leadership of the band? So it comes down to your pipe major or your lead drummer... ...to decide how many players he plays that day. I suppose essentially, this is what I was told once... ...and it was really good words of wisdom. I was told by a lead drummer, I'll not mention them by name... ...but uh, I was given some real sound advice. Your only, your drum corps or your band... ...is only as good as its weakest player. I'll let that sink in. Because whenever you're talking about the numbers game... ...the more numbers you have in your band... ...the more chances you have of finding a weak link. Now that's controversial to say. But it's true. The more numbers you have... ...the more chance you have of getting someone who's just looking to bluff... You know, just go in there and blow drones and bluff your chanter, and hopefully you'll get away with it. Or <clears throat> you'll get drummers in the core, and they'll hopefully hide in the middle, next to the lead drummer, and they'll just move their hands just above the the skin of the drum and not actually make any contact, and hope they can bluff their way through. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've actually, and I've never played in a core that's done that. By the way, I've never actually seen any bluffers, but I do you know it does happen? Uh, So, yeah, you are only as strong as your weakest link. So whenever you're playing the numbers game, whenever you have so many players, you're leaving yourself open to, yeah, more weak links in the chain, I suppose. So, I don't know. Do you know, I'm talking myself round in circles now. This topic of the week is huge, by any means. Now, of course, I'm talking about the bands who have that luxury of turning numbers away. That's where we're really talking about Talking about these big, 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 big bands who just have a serious amount of people in them. Let's talk about the smaller bands who don't have that luxury of turning people away. I've played in many bands (laughs) throughout the years who have been in the lower grades. And finding numbers is such a challenge. It really is. Recruiting is its own Animal, I suppose. We have to advertise ourselves as a band. Hey, come and play for us. uh Yeah, sure, we're in grade four, eh? But do you know, someday we're going to be in grade two, grade one. We're going to push out there and win world championships and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? How do you advertise yourself? You know, how do bands get numbers? I think essentially success breeds success. There is a thing, and a lot of people won't admit it, but glory hunting. A load of people love to hunt the glory. So if a particular pipe band had a kick-ass season one year, then of course the next year they're going to have a load more people playing for them. Because, hey, it's a chance to pick up championships and add medals to the collection. So let's say, ah, such and such pipe band and district, whatever, they won the Worlds last year. I want to play for them this year. Because, hey, I think they're going to do it again. Listening to them last year, they were awesome. I want to be a part of that. So, yeah, success breeds success. So what about the little guy? The guy who's only developing. The band that's only just trying to get lifted off. Yeah, how do they do it? (laughs) Again, that's a topic for another day. (laughs) I'm going to leave you there. That is a topic for another day. Because I do believe it comes into the piper's journey. As I call it, the learning journey. Yeah, every piper is different. And yeah, bands who are starting out, they're the guys who are responsible for teaching people. And bringing people up from beginner level to competitive level. And that is a story for another day, I believe. Yeah, recruiting getting people started, how do you get them interested in playing, how do you get them interested in playing for your band, so many stories in and around that, the learning journey is a different topic that I'm sure will probably take two or three different podcasts to talk about, but this week we're talking about numbers and the possible cap, yeah, so an interesting topic, I'm sure you guys out there have loads of feelings on it and I want to hear from you, Yeah, I'm bringing it here to the podcast for a good reason. Because now we have our email system up and running, I can bring all of your thoughts here to the podcast. So email me in, please. That's bigrabshow at gmail.com. Definitely, if you can, if you have any thoughts on the numbers game, send me a voicemail. Yeah, just record a quick audio message, whatever. Attach it to an email and email it off. Bigrabshow at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy to hear from you. And I'll bring your thoughts here to the podcast on the numbers game. Because it is, it's a massive topic, massive, massive topic. Right, let's talk about what's happening this weekend. Of course, talked about the launch of the Northern Ireland season. It's banger this weekend. So next week's podcast will be a podcast with a difference. I'll be bringing you a report from the kickoff of the season. I'll be there on the grass in Banger. hopefully it'll be sunny. And yeah, hopefully catching up with a whole bunch of you guys on the field. I'll be able there to, to say hello. And again, I've said it before... If you see me there, come on ahead and say hello. If I don't go over and say hello to you, (laughs) yeah, come and catch me. Come and say hello. Get a selfie with us. We'll put it up on the Rab Show Facebook page or Twitter as always. And yeah, we will be live streaming this weekend on the Rab Show Facebook page. So stay tuned to our Facebook page. If any of you haven't caught that yet, go along now. Give us a thumbs up, give us a like, let your friends know about it as well because we'll be bringing as much content to the Rab Show Facebook page throughout the season as much as we possibly can. So we will be live streaming from Bangor this weekend, yeah, showing you the competitions hopefully from possibly grade 3 upwards, grade 3B, three 3A, three maybe grade 2 and grade 1 and then the results of course. Then of course we have the kick off of the Scottish season and we hope to do the same. We'll be bringing loads of live streaming of each band competing on the field including the big guns and then we'll be bringing you the results. So that will all be on the Rab Show Facebook page over the weekend. Be sure to catch it Saturday and Sunday. As I say give us a like on Facebook and don't forget to hit that follow button as well. So you'll get notifications every time that we hit the go live button and you'll get to see the performances as they happen. And you get to see the results as they happen as well. So there you go. Follow us on all of our social media. It's going to be a crazy busy weekend. And thanks a million for downloading the podcast again. I have to say this. Each podcast, it surprises me. As I upload the next episode, it gives me the kind of analytics to see how the previous episode went. It's kind of a yeah backstage entry there. There you go. So yeah, behind the scenes. <laughs> as I'm uploading each episode, it tells me how the previous one done. And... It's blowing me away. It really is. So thank you to each and every one of you for downloading the podcast each and every week. And for those of you who are getting caught up on the back catalogue and have only discovered us, Hello. I do urge you to go back and check out our back catalogue. And yeah, tell your mates, tell your pals about this podcast. Yeah, where we talk about piping and drumming and all things bagpipes. Yeah, because we can. Right. Best of luck to everybody this weekend competing in the UK domestic calendar. It kicks off this weekend. I'm so excited. Best of luck to everyone in Bangor. Best of luck to everyone in Gurwick and Scotland. Let's have a kick-ass weekend. And I will see you live on Tuesday night on Fuse FM, of course. As always, no show without punch. Yeah, as we wrap up the weekend and we look forward to the British. And I'll also see you on next week's podcast, which will be a special one. An on-the-ground report until then, yeah, that's my lunch break well and truly over now, I think. <laughs> well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com. The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions, 2016 in Inverarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1. And until next time, we'll see you right here in the Big Rob Show podcast. All the best.